This is the Neighborhood Conversations Podcast. Today's episode was originally recorded on May 21st, 2023. The text for this sermon comes from 1 Peter, chapter 4, verses 12 through 14. Hear now these words from the epistle of 1 Peter, the fourth chapter, beginning with the 12th verse. Hear how God speaks through God's word. Dear friends, don't be surprised about the fiery trials that have come among you to test you. These are not strange happenings. Instead, rejoice as you share in Christ's suffering. You share his suffering now so that you may also be overwhelmed with joy when his glory is revealed. If you are mocked because of Christ's name, you are blessed. For the spirit of glory indeed, the spirit of God, rests on you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. And the people of God together said, Amen. So I'm, I'm glad that your pastor uh, said that uh, there is nothing weird. You can't do anything weird in this place. And that's, that was assuring to me, <laughs> um, especially um, after this past week and so much that has happened, I actually scrapped, scrapped my uh, sermon and wrote this last night. Um, so I ask that you bear with me because I've done just what the pastor said not do. All the things you dealt with this week, all the things you'll deal with next week, <laughs> let it go. And please forgive me that I, I haven't gotten there yet. So I want to thank your pastors, uh, your very capable leaders for this opportunity to be here with you. I am proud and honored to be serving you in this way. Uh, very proud of you. Um, and I'm grateful for uh, my colleague who co-labors beside me, Reverend Dr. Thomas, who I just told him that he is what I need and what the cabinet needs, a non-anxious presence in this season. Uh, and so I'm grateful for his leadership among you, and I'm grateful for the role that he plays on the cabinet in this annual conference. I finally understand people who give up on church. Somewhere along the way, the Christianity they knew began to crumble as they watched the church blow apart due to irreconcilable differences. And by the time the dust settled, many move to other churches or no church at all, and congregations became battle-weary. And at this point in my ministry, I am not sure what to think of the church today. Disillusionment set in. Churches hurting others, church folks failing others, Christian institutions seem fake, rather narcissistic. 
And in all of this, God seems silent. My entire adult life has been one decision after another to serve the church that I love. The people in the institution as pastor, now bishop. And I've tried to say yes whenever the Lord has called me. And I'm beginning to see that this church thing is harder than I thought. Love Jesus and love your neighbor. It all sounds good until we try to do it. This is the hardest work in the church community today, loving each other. And I just cannot believe that we as a church and a society are trying to privatize love. Love, I mean, really, privatize so we cannot love without limits, so we cannot love those who are different from ourselves. We are losing our power to love first. And then I have to be reminded that this is not new. In First Peter, we see how the church has endured the same pain. The church broke out into overt acts of violent antagonism. Christians are persecuted for wanting to be the church. Many could no longer see the difference between what is Christian and what is not. The understanding of who Christ is was lost in their own ignorance. This epistle of, of, of 1 Peter speaks to our time in a piercing way. The believers to whom Peter wrote were scattered and often a scorned minority within an empire where Christians were increasingly unwelcome and direct persecution was on the horizon. And you cannot go through things like this without being tempted to ask God, what are you thinking? What are you doing? You can easily get to the place where you doubt God's wisdom and goodness and love. And when you do, you begin to react in your own strength. And when you do that, it only gets worse. And we, you and I, can be a church that accepts people's woundedness, believes their experiences, isn't threatened by questions without easy answers, and isn't afraid of stories that make us uncomfortable. If we are just willing to work at love, this is harder than we thought. Following a Jesus who said love and treat all people, especially LGBTQ people and those at our borders who are looking for safety and those who have lost hope in justice and fairness. I mean, it is hard. Treat them with love that has no limits and makes no compromises. We're not even good at being kind. Lord, help us. 
Because without that everlasting, unbreakable, magnetic love of Jesus, everything falls apart. Without it, churches splinter, families disintegrate, and communities devolve into endless cycles of pain and distrust. Because we have no power on our own to hold things together, separate from God's divine magnetic love, nothing, nothing, my brothers and sisters, holds together. If the Lord is truly leading us, I mean, if the Lord really is at the seat of our hearts, we can take risk, we can be vulnerable, we can uh, burden the consciences of those in power with the truth of our stories. We can follow the way of the cross and we can help renew Christ's church because it's Christ's church, not ours. Yes, this is harder than we thought. We are called to hold on to God's promises even in the middle of disappointment and confusion. You would think that I and others would have gotten this by now. Isn't it through the difficulties that God uh, begins to display God's self? God works works strongly when God's people are under attack. I know that, that God takes no delight in our hardships or our discomforts, and yet we must go through things. I just wish God would make it easier for you and I to conquer evil that seems to sap our energy and our faith. This is harder than we thought. And yet Peter gives us a word of encouragement. He says, this is not new. This is not strange. Because he, a follower of, of, of Jesus, remembered and embraced and believed in the promises of the Lord. Peter says, rejoice because this too shall pass. After you have suffered a little while, God will restore us. Jesus promised that the poor and the meek and those who hunger for righteousness and those who are insulted, those who are slandered or, or persecuted for the sake of justice are blessed. And this doesn't simply mean being blessed in the hereafter, but right now. In God's kingdom, the poor and the vulnerable will be raised up and the mighty will be cast down and everything hidden in the darkness will come to light. And so, I'm learning to focus on the reward of becoming stronger and more mature in this God thing as a result of preserving through the difficult situations I've encountered in this church of ours. And I don't want to lose the enjoyment 
of church attendance and ministry, and I don't want you to lose it either. Rejoice and continue to love fiercely. Love. I've come to understand that it also means hope. Hope when I see injustice and abuse. And I do have love, which means I do have hope that Jesus is bringing about that kingdom. May it be so in your life, and may it be so in mine. Amen. Neighborhood Conversations is produced for all y'all by Neighborhood Church, located in the East In Town area of Atlanta. You can learn more about us at neighborhoodchurchatl.com. On our website, you can find links to join our weekly live streams, find out about what's going on both in the neighborhood and what our community partners are up to. And of course, you are always welcome to check us out in person at 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Connect with us on social media and don't forget to subscribe. 